When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Off The Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the show that covers all things NRL. Yes, hello and welcome to uh, Off The Bench. Yes, uh, me and Scott Sattler here for another uh, weekend of rugby league news from the week. And, geez, I don't know how we're going to fill this out. Not much went on in the world of <laughs> rugby league during the week. Scotty Sattler? A lot went on, didn't it? Um, unfortunately, a lot of it was political and... Many would say it wasn't political, but of course it is. And and the game, unfortunately, um, was in the news for, I think, a lot of bad reasons when we were leading into a pretty important weekend, which is celebrating the women in league round, which seemed to get forgotten amongst all of that. And, uh, and on the, I suppose, a couple of weeks out from when the NRLW was about to kick off for their uh, 2022 season, yeah, it was a pretty disappointing week, I've got to say. And... Uh, of course, those seven manly players didn't end up playing, and their replacements. Well, they were they were fantastic. I thought they yeah. were, had their, in the face of fire, and um, they came out with really good results. I thought, and God bless them for standing in and uh, playing a playing a, a big role in that game against uh, the Roosters on Thursday night. And that's pretty uh, deep saying God bless them. What was well, this? You is know, this I, the uh, off, well, I, off the is this off the bench or off the church? Yeah, what I is don't that? know. I've I've taken sort of. I went 180 and then I came back again in relation to the way I think about what happened during the week and the seven players not wanting to play because of religious beliefs and whatever that may be. And uh, at first I, I thought, Jace, you know what? No, you, you've got to accept their beliefs. Is that what they would really believe in? I think this is more about also that that the manly ringer hierarchy were really amateurish in the way that they communicated or lack of communication with the playing group. I think mm. that has what... Uh, is what has annoyed uh, the playing group more so. Sats, mm-hmm. I-, I was having a go at you about saying God bless them. I don't need the whole story behind the jersey. Okay, right. You, I like the you... jersey. The jersey was nice, but I did <laughs> I like I didn't it. even notice it. I, I tell it was you really what, good. I did... I've got to say, Manly should keep it because the only thing that would make a Manly jersey look good. <laughs> yeah. Um, listen, I did my mm-hmm. best to avoid that game on Thursday night. The Roosters and Manly, the two of the worst most hated teams in the NRL. I mean, why would you waste an hour and a half watching that rubbish between those two teams? I even watched the final epi- bits of the final episode of Neighbours, but I got I had no idea. What? I, said to, I said to my wife, what, 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 what's going on here? What's the storyline? She goes, where's Bouncer? About, the dog. Yeah, and, and Mrs. Mangle. I mean, mm. they were both stuffed on someone's mantelpiece. But I just, I thought it was... I thought they missed bad. a really big opportunity for the <laughs> last ever episodes of what Neighbours it? because it was all revolved around Toadie mm. getting married. Which one's he? He's the guy with a... Like Is a, he the ugly, mm. overweight guy? Well, I wouldn't say that. You can say that. But Toadie's Why been in for about 19 that? or 20 years. Right. Um, but I felt they missed a really good opportunity. They could have had the reception of the wedding at Lasseter's. Well, the, I saw people drinking. Bar. I saw people drinking at Lasseter's. It's now got a, a nice little beer garden. I noticed out the front. Well, a I couple of chairs. Down. 
Didn't it burn down? Well, they got the it episodes? back. They got it back up again. It's not a very nice job. bar. I didn't see any job. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I didn't see what sort of a bar is it? I didn't see any Kino, any Pokies. I didn't yep. see a Palmy special. Mm. Although that's shot in Melbourne, isn't it? So that's a that's a Palmer. Palmer. Yeah, Palmer. I mean, and who sits in a beer garden in Melbourne? Crazy. It's like having a swimming pool. Who'd ever, what are we talking about? I don't know, neighbours. <laughs> anyway, I turned it back onto the rugby league. Yep. And, and that's how desperate I was for entertainment last night. And, yeah, it was a good um, – it was a really good effort by Manly. We'll talk about that real soon. Uh, just in some rugby league news, the NRL has handed down uh, – oh, actually, during the week we played golf. We should just touch yeah, on did. that as well. Well, you've always – waxed lyrical for the last 18 months how bad of a golfer you are. And you actually play once a week in comp. I try you, to. Will you tell everyone on air about how bad of a golfer you are? And we go, okay, no worries. Oh, I've got 110. I can't break 100. Oh, well. I actually witnessed how bad of a golfer you are during what? the week. Honestly, Wednesday, listeners, you are listening to the worst or top three worst golfers in Australia. It was horrendous oh, to watch. God. Top three? Oh, Horrendous. I've still got room to move then, haven't I? Um, mate. I'll tell you what I did respect about you, bud. Hang on. Was it was it the fact that I was hitting people's roofs and nearly You hit you killed kids on their trampolines in the backyard? Allegedly. Yes. With the one ball. It was like the what magic I, ball. <laughs> what I loved is when the uh, the the buggy came around with all the food and drinks on it. It was disappointing. And I said to the guy have you got any salad rolls? <laughs> and you went, what? Salad roll? Oh, that's what I asked for as I turned around and you have got half a sausage roll down your throat. Hey, was Bob, it? The meatloaf! Was it There's no meatloaf. Wasn't that a salad roll? <laughs> it burnt my mouth too because I was trying to get it before the birds attacked me. Because they, if you leave a sausage roll sitting around, they'll fly off it with those bastards. You can't, mm. I, I saw a mate of mine, a bird took a pie out of his hand one day. It burned that's its, a lie. It did. It burned his beak. But anyway, that's you get that. Took a chunk of it out of. Let's talk about the NRL. Uh, Thursday night, of course, uh, the NRL has handed down its verdict after Jared Wirra Hargraves. I know he's your favourite place. He was player. Love he was him. placed on report for an unacceptable elbow on Manly debutant Zach Fortin. He's just copped a three thousand dollar fine. This guy who's got his own parking spot at the judiciary <laughs> never goes. <laughs> Can I just ask you this? Yeah. Um, I thought it was a weak charge. It's rugby league. Yep. If you, he's not, he's just leaning on him to get up. Yeah. So he's in right. possession of the ball. Zach Fulton, the debutant grandson to, to Bob Bozo Fulton, had tackled him. He's on the ground. And Jared Rhea Hargraves, who went after Zach Fulton on a number of occasions, just had his forearm on his head. And as he was getting up to play the ball, he just kept it there a little bit longer just to go. Oosh, well, oosh, he did have all his. He did have all his force on it. Let's let's you know, and they're a bit mm. different in the weight category as well. Yeah, so three thousand dollar fine. Yeah, I, but I think he shouldn't have been. Steep. Do you reckon he should have been cited for that? And got, I heard people on radio today comparing that to eye gouging. You know, no, like no. Okay, what? To me, what? Because it wasn't a swinging elbow or swinging. That's forearm. right. It's just on the ground. I, I, I'd say, you know what? Play Charge on. him with a grade one of stupidity, and give him seventy or eighty points. Don't miss any weeks. But if you, you know, if you, if you step uh, over the line again, we unfortunately going to miss a week. So, yeah, nothing in it. But it's an interesting. That was an interesting matchup. The Jared Warrior Hargraves, who he's the alpha male. He's the big silverback of. The uh, the Roosters team. He's a, a great protector of his players. And but Zach Fulton, he was at Manly. Z- Jared Rio Hargroves as a teenager played in the under twenties. Came over from rugby union. Yeah. 
And I'm led to believe he didn't have a massive rap on the Fultons on his right. departure from right. Manly. So gotcha. when he saw grandson come out, he went, oh, Bang. here we go. Yeah. I can take all my anger out on you. Well, fair enough. And so, so he went after him. No, I loved it. And Zach Fulton, to his credit, you know what? He copped it. He it gave a little bit back as well. Yeah, he went really good. well. What about the meeting? Really well. Did you see the meeting post-game? where? Yeah, everyone thought, to... oh, this is what it's all about. They're going to shake hands and it's all in the nope. name of the game. No, nope. it's, hey, kid. And Zach Fulton's got blood pouring from yeah. his head. And uh, anyway, so that's what's come out of uh, I that didn't game. Mind the, I didn't mind the game. It was a pretty ordinary game to watch, but I – I wanted to watch the replacements really uh, closely, and that was always going to play out the way that it did that game with a lot of emotion, big home crowd, and and Manly nearly created an upset. I heard a rumour that in the ad breaks you were running upstairs uh, to Beck's bedroom because you and Beck, your wife, don't sleep in the same room, she was telling me. That's not uh, true. Today, and mm. uh, you were watching Neighbours. Is that true? Yeah, in the minute and a half breaks, I was running upstairs to see where it was at and what new characters were coming in. To neighbours, you know, Delta made an appearance. Margot Robbie made an appearance. Natalie Imbruglia made an appearance. Nat Bassingway. I saw Nat Bassingway. She was, she she was a hot mess in the show, I mm. noticed last night. Yep. I was waiting for uh, – that's the only – to be honest, Margot Robbie was the only reason why I did tune in, but I didn't see her. Was she right at the end, was she? She's dressed as Tonya Harding from the movie. <laughs> <But> no. <laughs> I was hoping for a bit of Wolf of Wall Street action, to be honest. <laughs> But there's none of none of that happening, neighbours, was there? There was no midgets. No, there wasn't. Being, no, no, no. Right. Okay. What? Just want to check that. Women in league round this weekend. Yeah. Very, it's been overshadowed by the whole uh, jersey thing that's been going on at the Seagulls. But uh, I know today in the show we're going to have uh, Millie Boyle on the show. We spoke wasn't to her. Wasn't she good chat during Mate, the week? Wasn't she what? Great knockabout. She is. She's outstanding, and um, we're yeah. trying to come up with a like a Brangelina name for her and Adam Elliott, who's her partner, of course. Both going to Newcastle, and we came up with Madam. Oh, Madam. Madam Adams Boyle. Yes. Yep. Uh, mm. But you know, a few there. We'll continue on with that because uh, it was riveting content. Yeah. Uh, but was. women in league round, and it's a big shout out to all those. All the women who have been involved in the game, whether it's playing it at the highest level or volunteering in junior football in the tuck shop or washing the washing the uniforms or just taking your, your boys or girls to training and to matches every weekend, we do salute you this weekend. And I'm telling you right now, if you weren't supporting the game, a lot of people, a lot of our stars of today wouldn't be playing the game. Isn't that right, Sats? Remember the footy show on Channel 9 when it, when it was on and towards the back end of the of its however many years it was on, a couple of decades, um, I think it was up to 40% of the the viewers or the or the live crowd that would turn up were females as well. So it was yeah, a really good go. indication yeah. about the amount of support that females were, um, were providing for the game. And I just think about my mum when I was under 14s at Bean Lee once playing as the Bean Lee Bulls. And as I was about to pack a scrum, looking across at the sideline, as I was looking back towards the halfback, through the tunnel of the scrum as he is about to feed the ball, I remember look, looking past the halfback and seeing my mum being attacked on the ground by two ladies with umbrellas. So I take my hat off to my mum to say that what you had to go through, taking me to rugby league as a junior, I salute you. God, thank God your dad wasn't there. <laughs> After listening to some of your stories about your old man during the week, I'm so <laughs> glad he, he wasn't there. Um, and I'm referring to an argument he had with the Australian coat of arms, uh, a fight. Yep. So, um, yeah, well done. If you're going to the footy this weekend and mum's driving you or helping you in some way, just say thanks. Say thanks, mum. Mm-hmm. 
I really appreciate it. Uh, and make her a cuppa. Uh, Mountie coach Desi Hasler says the seven players who wouldn't play in Thursday night's game will be back next weekend. So there's no punishment handed down. It's it's all back to normal as the Seagulls go. I reckon, given the performance, mind you, the Roosters were pretty ordinary in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, given the performance from Manly on Thursday night, I'd be uh, I'd be saying, listen, you got to fight for your spot. You know, you go. What's the old saying? You go on holiday, Sats, and you might not have your job when you come back. Yeah, you know what, Jace? I, I tend to think that it doesn't matter what's on the jersey, whether it's a colour, and you you don't believe in what it stands for. You've got a gambling and betting agency. Are you still going may, on about the jersey? I'm going. May not agree with no, but what I'm talking about is is that the the most important thing on your jersey is the emblem, what yeah. you play for. And the fans in the crowd that pay money to come and watch you play. Mm-hmm. So I would have thought those seven players may have said, you know what, I don't agree with this, but I do agree with the jersey that I wear, the emblem that I wear, and the and the fans that turn up to, to watch us on a cold winter's night on Thursday. So we're going to play. And because they didn't want to play alongside their teammates, um, for whatever the beliefs were, but more so about the jersey and the fans that are so important to them, yeah, I, I agree with you, Jace. I feel as though that, Maybe some of them may have to come back through the bench. Yep, I, I agree mm. with you. They're 100%. Um, I see Marty Tapao's asked for a, a, a release, immediate release from his contract to join the Eels. Again, the grubby journos are trying to tie that into the the Jersey gates at the Sea Eagles. Something else that uh, popped up in the news during the week as well, uh, Cameron Seraldo looks like next week he'll be named as the Bulldogs coach. Looks like Gus has got his man sats. Yeah, well, he's the most talked about assistant coach at the moment. We always hear about every year uh, who's the next cab off the rank, who's the one that has done their time. And um, you know what? I think the model moving forward, like Wayne Bennett's doing with Christian Wolf at the Dolphins, like Tim Sheens is doing with Benji Marshall at the Tigers, I think there's a really good opportunity for a lot of clubs to try and start following that model if they have got an experienced coach in their ranks that are willing to do that. And the Bulldogs will... They're in that position. They've got Michael Potter, who's been involved in the game a long time. He's been a first-grade coach before. He's showing that he's got success at the Bulldogs. So for me, I would be saying to Cameron Seraldo and and Michael Potter, Michael Potter and Cameron Seraldo are going to be the co-coaches of first grade, the NRL team in 2023. And as the year continues on, you are slowly going to hand over a lot more responsibility to Cameron Seraldo, Mick, because in 2024 – you can either be Cameron Seraldo's assistant or you continue in your coaching role uh, with the New South Wales Cup side um, in 2024 and onwards. So I think that would be the perfect model for Cameron Seraldo because it's a huge risk when you take on an assistant coach that has never coached at an NRL level before as a head coach. This is probably a little bit different because Ivan Cleary has stepped away on a number of occasions because of his the infection to his knee. Mm. He hasn't been able to get out of his home. So... The keys were handed to Cameron Seraldo and Andrew Webster in those weeks, and they, they tasted success. So they have had a little bit of a, a taste of NRL, but when you are the NRL head coach and that is what was on your business card, well, there's a lot more responsibility that goes with that on a day-to-day basis. And you've got to be able to navigate your way through that because if you don't, it can chew up some of the best of you, um, especially from a, an emotional perspective. So I think the Bulldogs are in a really good situation. Mick Potter and Cameron Seraldo, co-coaches for 2023 and slowly drip-feed Seraldo with a lot more responsibility. 
It's that time for an Off The Bench Friday Night Preview. Yeah, big game, this one. I'm looking forward to this. This, to me, Sats, uh, will determine whether the Eels are any good this year. Um, they, they Every year, in the three years I've been working with you, I, I, mm-hmm. we say this every Oh, the Eels, they don't know what to expect. It's They kind of flounder at this time of the year. They're taking on the Panthers tonight at Combank Stadium. Their form of late from the Eels has been pretty... Pretty ordinary. The Panthers, no Luai now for six weeks. A yeah, big loss. Good opportunity here. And the Eels, let's not forget, the only team to beat the Panthers uh, this year so far. Yeah, well, this game to me for the Parramatta Eels decides, I think, whether they make the eight. There's still a chance they'll miss the eight. I don't, I don't think they will. I think there are enough runs in the bank that they'll make the eight and they'll get a couple, another couple of wins before the end of the season. But this game will decide whether they're going to potentially play top four. Because if they beat Penrith tonight, whether it's without Jerome Luai and without Stephen Crichton, of course, he had to get plastic surgery on that laceration to his ear from last week's match last Saturday. Um, this could be the game that kicks him in the ass, Parramatta, and says, you know what, we're back into it again. This is finals rugby league. This is how we need to play. We need to roll up our sleeves and really grind out wins and not worry about trying to play Harlem Globetrotter Rugby League, which is not the way, is not the style of rugby league that suits them. They think it suits them, but it doesn't. I would hate to play Parramatta if they just took a forward approach where they've got these massive skillful forwards and they just burst through the middle of the field and just basically just decimate the opposition. I'd hate to play Parramatta that way. If Parramatta throw the ball from side to side, I'd love to play Parramatta. I think it'd be really easy to defend. But if they roll their sleeves up and they beat Penrith in a real arm wrestle uh, tonight, I think it kickstarts their season again and makes them believe that they can play like they played in the finals last year. They, they weren't far away in the finals last year when they got bundled out. Two finals appearances, two close losses, and two losses that, they, that were very commendable and you thought they were going to build on for this year, but it just hasn't happened. Um, you say if. Is it likely mm. to happen, though? It is likely to happen. It's likely the Eels that will beat Penrith tonight because Penrith, everyone's got a bogey side. doesn't matter who it is and where you play. For some reason, there's always a bogey side. For, yep. for Penrith, it's the Eels. For some reason, they just can't get them off their tail. They're like the annoying kid that keeps tugging at the, <laughs> at the back of your shirt, and that's what the Eels are to Penrith, and Penrith know that. For some reason, the Panthers and the Parramatta Eels just know how to play Penrith. I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but something just seems right. I don't know if it's because of the rivalry. I don't I don't know whether it's because of the style of play, the Penrith play that Par- Parramatta are able to match it. But I just think this is the game that could kickstart Parramatta for 2022 if they're going to play any role in the finals. Uh, how how will O'Sullivan go at uh, six? He's only, hasn't he only just played seven for the Panthers? Yeah, it's not much of a difference. He's a pretty smart young player, Sean O'Sullivan. Hasn't got the speed of a half uh, that like your Clearies and your Mitchell Moses and co. But he's quite a smart halves combination with Nathan Cleary. When you've got Nathan Cleary there, it doesn't matter who you put six. He'll just direct you around the mm. field and he'll make sure everything's executed really well. Rightio. Uh, how do you see this game going tonight, mate? Uh, with, with those two players out, Luai and also Stephen Crichton, um, can't wait for the Mike Acevo versus Brian Toto matchup. That's the matchup of the game. I think the Eels could get them by two points. Has Toto been a little bit out of form, do you think? 
Mm, yeah, he hasn't been. He's on an opposite side of the field. He's on the right side compared to the last couple of years. So, yeah, he hasn't been as destructive. As He's still been good, but not as destructive, destructive as what we've seen him in the past. Right, yeah. I reckon uh, I reckon Panthers will get the job done. They won't let Parramatta beat him twice in the one year. They won't let that happen. Right? I hope yeah. not. That's uh, tonight, 7.55, Combank Stadium. This is off the bench. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews for your weekend. I hope it's going all right. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. We'll take a look at Thursday night's game between the Roosters and the Sea Eagles. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. To Radley. He digs into the line again to Keary. They've got the extra number. Oh. Throw long Tupo. The milestone man gets another. Try 128 in the red, white, and blue in game 218. And that looked a little more than a training run at this point. Now they come this right side again. Gerbo wants to go all the way to the line. He goes to DTE. Oh, he floated over. Wow! That's gold. Doesn't get the dream on debut. Was going in for a four-pointer. And that man, James Tedesco, he's scoring and setting up. Tonight he's saving. Tedesco with a little kick. That butchers the only man there. Bounces up nicely for him. Picks it up. Dies over the try line and scores the Roosters second. So that was lovely play. It was only third tackle. James Tedesco recognised that and the Roosters are in again. And he'll play the ball now. They're 10 metres out. They go down a side DCE. Going oh. to Davey. Davey's trying to get it down. And I don't think he did. Yes, he did. He that did. said, my word, he got it down. Points to the spot. So the first tackle after a stoppage. And Andrew Davey, the former Eel, the former Emerald Cowboy, crashes over. Plays it now. Beryls goes out the back now to Kiri. Kiri to Walker. Floats it out now to Tedesco. There's Manu. Steps through. Gets it down. No. Short of the line. No, he got it down. There you go. Grant Atkins confusing everyone, especially me. Well done, Joey Manu. Too big, too strong, too light on his feet. Here's Harper. Extra man. Extra man. Smalley! He had the extra man. He got him across for a try. First game in the National Rugby League. First try in the National Rugby League to Alfred Smalley. Well done, young man. Uh, there you have it. Uh, the Roosters 20, Manly 10, Thursday night football. Um, yeah, not much to say about it. it, went, it second went half, as, went second half was pretty yeah, ordinary. It was. Um, but I've got to say, I've got to take my hat off to, to Manly. That was sensational. You know, there was, their backs were to the wall. They're up against a side that are coming home really strong. Um, but, I, yeah, they were really commendable. And I, I thought Jake Trebojevic summed it up well. He said, I thought it was a really good a really good uh, performance by a, a team that was decimated throughout the week. So, yeah, I think they should be happy with their uh, with their effort. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it is what we expected. Although I thought the Roosters might score a bit more. 2010, Thursday night football, the Roosters over the sea. Eagles. better get to a break on Off the Bench. When we come back, of course, we're celebrating Women in League this weekend in the NRL. And one of the legends, Dual International, Millie Boyle, joins us next on Off the Bench. This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Five metres into Dragon's territory. Brigginshaw slices through. She's away. Brigginshaw has support inside. Boyle takes it. They won't catch her. Millie Boyle will score. 
Oh, great try from Millie Boyle there. Uh, thanks to Elders Insurance, hands-on support for our local community. Time to catch up with one of the legends of the NRLW. Made the move to the Newcastle Knights, boys. And can I say, are we having the golden couple of rugby league on Package Sports deal. Adam well, Adam Elliott's mm. one of our favourite male guests, and yep. now we've got the boss of the relationship, <laughs> Millie Boyle, joining us. Hello, Millie. Hello, how are we? Well, we we played golf today, and I've blitzed the boys, mm. uh, but because losing right. the most amount of golf balls scorer. is how you judge the winner, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, if, you, if you're any good at golf, it means you've probably got too much time on your hands, or you're getting paid too much. Well, so, well, neither does. One or the other. Hence why I'm crap. Uh, <laughs> but you're so busy. Jess. These two you boys. Are so busy. No, I'm poor. That's the reason <laughs> why. Uh, can you hit a ball, <laughs> me? Are you any good at golf? Look. I I don't play it often. I'm it's uh, I'm pretty impatient, but I reckon one in ten um, is is my strike rate for a decent shot. So I'll, I'd say no. Oh, it's it's a tough game. We've got to say it is a tough game. And if you don't if you don't have time, you wouldn't I, have time. How would you have time when you're preparing for uh, for your footy? Can yeah. I just ask before we talk about uh, the NRLW and women in league round? Um, are you more recognised now for your time on SAS? Or for your NRLW exploits? Oh, I still, I don't think really either, but I think it's more so when I do see people um, at footy or where, whatever it is, it's, it's um, oh, we watched you on SAS. So it's cool to see that, you know, people from rugby league, you know, got to watch it and then started watching more of the NRLW because of it. Absolutely. Which was pretty cool, but I do get a few random people going, Oh, you look like that girl Millie from SAS, and I just go, "Well, I can't believe that's happening to me." <laughs> yeah, well, I had the pleasure of playing uh, footy with your dad, Dave, and I know how excited. In fact, I think the whole Raiders community was really excited to see you going so well on uh, on SAS, and you got his, you got his toughness, that's for sure. Hey, um, now we just played some uh, some uh, stuff of, of you scoring a try for the Broncos, but now you're in Newcastle Knight. How's that all shaping up? Yeah, no, it's been really good. It's uh, I have only been here for just over the week, but um, it's been you know it's 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 a short preseason, but it's going to be a good season. Uh, we've got a bit of a new team, so uh, shaping up really well. So yeah, I've, I'll I'll miss the Bronx, and it's been an awesome time there. But yeah, looking forward to the next uh, chapter at at Newcastle, and obviously having Adam here as well. Uh, joining at the end of the year. Yeah, definitely makes it easier for, for both of you with uh, moving to a, a new area, Millie. And it was a great, great time at the Brisbane Broncos. So dominant for, for, the, for the years there. And I love the idea that we've had the two seasons. Of course, we had to catch up with 2021 season at the start of this year. Now we've got another season coming up on August 20th when it all starts. Did you have much of a break in between outside of SAS? Did you have, to, did you have much of a break or did you just keep training? Yeah, I've I've always been training here, at like you know, on the side. But in terms of footy, I had a, a fair decent break. I fair, most of the people go back and play club, but uh, because I moved to Canberra, um, there wasn't too much footy. So I I was lucky enough to play at Origin, and I hadn't played in a while, so I was um, struggling a bit with the, on my lungs, um, and I felt mm. like I'd been hit by a bus afterwards. But um, yeah, so I was lucky to play that, going to camp for that. But apart from that, I did have um, a fair bit of time off and have had time to work on my 
business and uh, the programs that are run um, alongside NRL clubs as well in the disability space as well. So it's been good. I've been able to juggle it. Um, pretty well, which has been nice, but looking forward to getting back into yeah, playing some footy as well. It's great you're giving back to the game as well with uh, with your experience. Um, now, Origin, you mentioned Origin. New South Wales are so dominant across all the age groups and the, and the female uh, Origin as well. And How did you find the experience down at GIO Stadium? Was it, was it really well received? Yeah, it was a bit of um, pressure watching the 19 boys and girls get up, which was awesome, but um, you know, we didn't want to disappoint. We wanted to get the win as well. So, um, yeah, it was awesome to have down in Canberra. I'm, you know, from close to Canberra, that area. I've got a lot of family in Canberra. So um, they were all there, which was really nice. We've had Origin in Queensland for the past two years and no one from New South Wales have had any family or friends that could go and watch because of the border closures. So it's really nice to have the game back. Um, in New South Wales and um, down at Canberra as well, especially with the new uh, Canberra Raiders team coming in next year. So mm. it's great to get the game down there and um, people travelling from the regional areas as well to, to have the game as well. It was an 8 o'clock game in the middle of winter, so <laughs> it's just grateful that people actually rocked up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a great atmosphere and obviously to get the win was um, massive as well. Can I say, Millie, I, I know that uh, the, the women's state of origin, they want to be able to play on their own, be independent, which is great. Is, is there a part of you also that says, I'd love to be part of a doubleheader like at an Optus Stadium in Perth or maybe that Game 3 Suncorp Stadium crowd? Yeah, absolutely. That'd be unreal. We, I mean, each to their own, everyone, you know, has their opinion on when it should be played. I think it's um, great to see individually the people that go to just watch the women's game you know you need to be able to see how many people will go and then you need to think about you know ticket prices as well if you're going to watch a men's origin it's obviously a lot more expensive than watching the women's origin so you need to kind of get that balance but to be able to play you know at one of those bigger stadiums and um, have those crowds there would be unreal but it's definitely building at the moment and you know having those smaller stadiums with um you know, still larger numbers, but just to have that atmosphere there, I think, is really important as well. I've just been reading about the number of registered female players. If we talk about women in league round, and uh, it's tripled, uh, more than tripled in the last six years. Were you one of the lucky players coming through who didn't have to give up footy at, at some stage because there wasn't any available for you? And maybe you know, when you were twelve or fourteen or whatever else, or were you were you fortunate enough to play right through? Um, I didn't play rugby league right through. I did stop when I was 12, um, like everyone else. However, I, I did play rugby union, so I was lucky enough to uh-huh. play that throughout high school and then I had pathways through rugby union. So um, I did continue to play, but it wasn't. I didn't um, pick up league again until 2019. So, yeah, it's awesome to see now, obviously, that people have pathways all the way through and you know, although it sounds a bit tokenistic sometimes, it, it's great to see that they do have those pathways and then to be able to see the talent come through every year with more teams and more players coming through, you know, the comp to watch is just going to be better and better each year and I feel pretty lucky that I'm able to play right now because it, it's only going to get harder and harder um, with the depth that's coming through, I think. Yeah, no doubt at all. Hey, what, were the, what, what are you talking about, the, uh, the work that you do, the, the programs that you're doing outside of your footy? Can you um, explain a bit of that for us? 
Yeah, so I've always been really passionate um, about working in disability and giving back to the disability community. My younger sister, Hannah, has Down syndrome and I've always been working or volunteering in, in some capacity uh, throughout my life, I guess. Um, and I think that it's really important that um, I use my you know, leverage with sport and the NRL um, to be able to bridge that gap between um, inclusiveness and just giving everyone the opportunity to enjoy something that they love. Mm. Um, so essentially, uh, Trainer Group, which is a company, um, we have a program that's called Game Changer and uh, it's for people with disabilities that are looking to improve their mental health, physical health, self-confidence, um, get job ready, get back into the community and join new teams. Um, and we do that in workshops where it's a split indoor and outdoor uh, session. So we're inside and, and we're, you know, getting that education piece, but then we're also outside and, you know, mingling and um, having fun outside and, you know, creating new teams and new friendships as well. So, yeah, I absolutely love it. Uh, we've had some clubs come on board, which has been awesome. Manly Seagulls was our last one, so they've been awesome. Um, and uh, the Newcastle Knights, we've got a five-week program starting there next week. Millie, thanks for your time. No worries, guys. Thanks heaps for having me. This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Yeah, uh, time to catch up with Chris Nelson for Racing Queensland. Plenty going on this weekend in the southeast. Uh, can I just... Uh, throw in a plug for Chris. Uh, he's suggested that I do this off the bat. Uh, mm. He picked a $7.50 winner for us on Wednesday at Doombin. Congratulations, Chris. Well done. Thanks, Jase. And uh, nice to see you're, uh, you're, you're uh, doing what you're told to do instruction-wise. No, I would never tell you to do that. You know that. It's the same you know as – it just reminds me of Scott Sattler in 2003, the 54th minute. <laughs> I've got to I've got to oh, introduce him as the GF hero from 2003. Every time we meet people, uh, mate, uh, this weekend uh, it's it's going to be all right around the southeast. Not not a lot of rain around. So, what sort of tracks can no. we expect? Well, no rain at all. Um, I think till Sunday we might get a shower or two. But tomorrow, well, Saturday will be a great day at Eagle Farm. Uh, we'll have a good track there. We'll have an improving track at the Gold Coast. We might even get to a oh, I don't know a soft. Five, maybe a soft six at worst, probably. And Toowoomba will be a good four as well. So, pretty much uh, fine weather and good tracks all over the place. And the Sunshine Coast track for Sunday is improving too. So, we might even get down near a soft there. So, looking upwards, just hope we can keep that rain at bay. How does it go? How do the ratings go? So, you go soft. What's before soft? Uh, we go firm. Firm's the firm? drier. I like firm. Okay. Then we firm. go to good. Yeah, yeah, we good. like firm. Then we go to good. I like good. Yep. Then we go to soft. I like soft. Heavy. I love so heavy. Are we still a little bit soft at the moment because of that rain from last week, is it? No, we're at Eagle Farm where it's uh, it'll be good. Don't worry. It, it needs uh, a lot more rain than we got last week to uh, to make Eagle Farm wet. It's like a basically, Sats is like a waterproof racetrack. I'm so, still a little bit soft and heavy from the three Chico rolls I had for breakfast this morning. So. <laughs> <laughs> you got Only any? three. Boom. I'm a heavy so 10. What, <laughs> so what do you got for us, Chris, this weekend? Sats, you'll be happy with me because I've got a couple of horses here at big odds in the last two races. And I know nice. you like uh, – what is it? Did you say uh, anything with a anything with a one and four at the start you're quite happy with? Anything with double figures. 
Okay, good. We've got you covered in the last two races. All right, race three, number four, Billionaire Baby. For Jimmy Orman, who's going to win the premiership, no, it won't matter what happens tomorrow. He's 10 in front of his nearest rival. Uh, Billionaire Baby was a good winner in a midweeker last time out, ran a good race in a Saturday race, the run before that, and I think up to 1,400 metres will be hard to beat. Race three, number four. Who's the jockey? Race five, number 10, Jimmy Orman. Okay, yep. Uh, race five, number 10, Huss on first. Won a trial by six and a half lengths and then came out and won on debut at Dooman in a midweek race. Very impressive there. A little bit uh, wayward in the straight, so plenty to uh, learn for this one. But she looks a promising filly, and I think she can uh, win a maiden. Who's riding to that? a uh, Saturday grade race. Huss on first will be ridden by... I've got the jockey in front of me. I'll have to go searching through my form now. Yeah, but you've got the jockey, if you've got the jockey in front of you, just ask them what their name is. <laughs> Ben, ben Thompson. Oh, Benny Thompson, yep. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, sorry. Next All right, Benny, so we've got Jimmy like Orman and Ben Thompson. Now, race eight, number nine, They're Giannis. Short. And before yep. I get into the form, I'll let you know uh, who's riding Giannis because you're probably yep. going to ask me that question. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't turn <laughs> the pace quick enough. So we'll just go race eight, number nine, Giannis. First up from a break, mm-hmm. doesn't go a yard on wet tracks. And they've been the issue for this horse. Last time he was on a good track... He ran well in much, much stronger races. So I think he can uh, run a race. And he's around $13, Sats. One for you. There you go. So Giannis, race eight, number nine, will be ridden by Sammy Collett. Oh, my mate. My good mate. Yep. Yeah, yep, yep. And in the last race, I've got one here at about $30. Race nine, number Mm. 19, Charlie's Case. This is a very, very messy race. The favourites have all drawn car park gates. Anything could happen to them. This one's drawn beautifully. I know I only won a maiden last start midweek at Duma, but gee, it was a good win. And I think 1,400 metres is perfect at this stage. So not the worst $30 shot I've ever seen. Worth a few nice. dollars each way, race nine, number 19. Love it. Who's riding, <laughs> Who's riding that? Stop it. Oh, Taylor Marshall. Oh, good. Excellent. Taylor well done. Marshall. And the owners, <laughs> breeding. Could you get, give me all that? Yes. Uh, Queensland is racing. Yeah. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Thanks, Nelson. Thank you, guys. Have a good weekend. The winners, the losers, the how and the why. Let's get stuck into our off-the-bench footy tips. Yeah, I don't want to go through the whole round because some games here we really don't it doesn't really concern us. But I want to talk to you about the I want to concentrate on the Rabbitohs and the Sharks. This is a big mm, game, five thirty points bet stadium Saturday. Um, mate, this is the true test for the Bunnies, right? And and also the Sharks. Yeah, it is. Um, with Latrell coming back, not only is he has he rejuvenated the Rabbitohs side, he's. He's rejuvenated the players around him, most importantly. A lot of the players that have been, really been struggling this year with week-to-week form, Cody Walker, Damien Cook, um, they've been outstanding. Lachlan Ilias, the young halfback, who's had to step into a pretty big shadow of, of Adam Adam Reynolds. So this is a huge test for the Rabbits. Now, many are thinking that, and I'm led to believe as well, that if they beat the Sharks, if they beat the Sharks this weekend, um, I think they're a top-four side. I think if they get into the top four, just on the back of Latrell, like Jared Hayne did in 2009 with Parramatta, he could take them all the way, mm. Latrell Mitchell, because uh, he makes people believe. This Sharks side, they're a tough side, but you know, well coached by Craig Fitzgibbon. You know, no, no Dale Finucane, which That's is going to hurt That's a massive out. That's a massive it, out. It is a massive out, but they've shown that when he's been out before, that they've been able to cover him 
you know, his greatest asset is what he teaches the players during the week when it comes to preparation and the legacy he's going to leave there. So uh, Points Bet Stadium, Sharks home ground, tough place to win, uh, especially on a, a really cold Saturday afternoon. And the Rabbitohs, don't, as well. Rabbitohs don't have a good record there. Was, they don't. And mm. I tell you, this is the week. If the Rabbitohs are serious about making the top four, their forward pack has got to start performing. They've got you can't just rely on attack. They've got to start defending and they've got to start hitting the opposition hard. Well, they've got to get ruthless. Yeah, that's they've got right. To get really ruthless. Yeah. And you know, they haven't been doing that. So well, they have been the last couple of weeks since Latrell's come back. They've got, they've got to step it up and even uh another another gear from a from an intensity point of view. So yep, you know, you I look, agree. You look really quickly moving ahead. You know, you look at the, the South Sydney side, they've got the Warriors, you know, next week and and then they've got Parramatta, which is going to be a tough one. And uh, then they've got Penrith the week after that. So a pretty tough draw going in. And they've got the Roosters in the last round, which mm. will win that by 60. That's no doubts <laughs> there. Uh, Broncos are playing the Tigers. The Broncos are expected to win that. Knights, Bulldogs, who cares? I mean, Can I ask you a really quick question? Yeah, yeah. If the Sharks, the Cowboys, and the Broncos all make the top four, big chance of that? The Sharks, the Cowboys, and the Broncos. And the Broncos? Yep, yep. It's a who gets call. coach of the year? Just or does Ivan Cleary get it for getting the minor premiers again? No, Kevy. Kevy? The way he's turned that team around, the pressure that is on you in being in a, a one-team town. What about Toddy Payton, 15th? Yeah, true. Worst defensive Actually, side? Yeah. yeah. Mm. That, that's the guy you said would finish last, right? No, I said his team would finish last. Well, who, what? Who's the coach of the Cowboys? It's not a reflection on him. It was a reflection on their inexperienced in the side who have completely proven me wrong, which I'm glad to admit. Are you allowed to talk to him now? That's all. It's only text level, isn't it? Oh, God. You guys can mock this all you like. I've got the official word from the club. That's why Peter Parr left. He he couldn't handle the tension between you and and Toddy. You you hear it from one of your nerdy little communications, Benny. <laughs> Benny you leave Lonnie Benny Lottingen alone. He's a good man. Mm. Hey, listen, the last game on Sunday, I like this game, Dragons-Cowboys. This is a big test for Anthony Griffin and the Dragons. I, I, they need to win this game. If they want to stay in touch with the top eight, they must win this game. Yeah, exactly. And when you look at the ladder, it's that log jam around eighth position. Roosters in eighth after Thursday night. Seagulls in ninth after the loss. The Dragons... Well, they're only two points behind the Roosters on 22 points. So the Dragons on 20, Raiders on 20, Eagles on 20. Yeah, they've got to, they've got to win this weekend to stay in touch. If not, pretty much I think they'll be they'll resigned to missing, a, a, um, a spot. missing out in the finals, yeah. Before we go, on Off The Bench, what's got us excited across the weekend of sports? Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. We haven't even talked about it. Uh, Commonwealth Games action. Oh, me too. Swimming Absolutely. Fi- Just a heads up. Uh, when you're coming home from the RSL, swimming finals at 4 a.m. in the morning. All right? Just yep. to remember that. So mm-hmm. try and stay awake till 6. You'll be able to catch most of those swimming finals. Heaps going on across uh, the weekend. Uh, and I'm also looking forward to the bunnies and sharks. What about you? Yeah, bunnies and sharks. But, yeah, I'm the same. Commonwealth Games. I love the Commonwealth Games. People go, yeah, but it's not the Olympics. It doesn't matter. It's, you know, athletes that may not get success at the Olympics still get to possibly achieve the greatest day of their life in, in Commonwealth Games. I love it when we see Aussies win gold and whatever it is, so I can't wait for it. Right, yeah. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. What is left of it? This has been Off the Bench. We'll be back next week. Go the Aussies at the Commonwealth Games.